Welcome to the Get Ready Podcast. I'm your host, Josh. Alongside me is Grant, and welcome to episode number two. Grant, how are we doing? We're doing great. It's great to be back, episode two. Josh, you, you ready for another week? I, I'm ready because, uh, well, I've, I've gotten ready. So uh, this week, we're going to break down some uh, personal finance, going to help you guys uh, figure out your money. Got to get your money right, um, making it and keeping it. It's what matters in this world. So luck is when preparation meets opportunity. So let's get ready and break down personal finance. Grant, we have about, I don't know, 10 topics here. Uh, let's kick it off. What do we got first? Know your score. Uh, what we mean by this, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, your credit score is what we're talking about. Uh, we'll, we'll start with, I know, in your, uh, ladies and gentlemen, in your 20s, you think this number is, uh, is made up. It's fictional. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you just don't believe in it, right? It's, it's probably because you're poor. Uh, you're working a part-time job making $10 an hour. You, you rent, you lease everything you own. You you're most likely have a security blanket with your parents, uh, with their health insurance and whatnot. What, what Josh and I really wanted to talk to you about is once you become financially mature, this number is a reflection of how you obtain larger assets in life, like homes and loans and cars. Uh, what do you think, Josh? Yeah, I mean, your credit score, I remember when I was younger, my credit score was shit, like 640, 660. And I was like, well, what the, what does this mean? So I had to figure it out and figure out the tips and tricks. There's a lot of great resources out there. Credit Karma is one that I used to kind of figure out the game and what does the, because it's, it's really an arbitrary number. Um, I saw a great meme on the internet, you know, it's like, um, someone's, the, the government's trying to give me a credit score saying, you know, my credit's like not worthy enough, like, Yo, you're $27 trillion in debt. Why don't you check yourself? You know, but this is one of the constraints, and this is part of playing the game. Unfortunately, we can complain about it all we want, but the game's not changing anytime soon. And um, credit score is important uh, because it's what determines how creditworthy you are and what kind of interest rates you get. And, um, you know, I've done some real estate investing in my life, and you need a good credit score to make sure that you can – get the loans needed to buy a house or to buy rental properties. And at the end of the day, like when you want to try to get out of debt too, and you want to try to consolidate, you need to start working on your credit score. There's simple tips. Um, they're out there. Just Google them. Like we could go through them and like simple, pay your bills on time. Pretty simple. Like don't, don't screw around. Um, if you have a lot of credit card debt, start paying that shit off. If you can go get a discover balance transfer and transfer your credit card, all your credit card debt to one, um, and then pay it off over 12 months. That's a, that's a cheat code. That's the way you do it. That's what discover was there for. That's what I, I used them. I transferred like 8,000 bucks and paid it off over 12 months and never looked back. What do you think? That's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, this is the most, one of the most important numbers you should know. And it's definitely the starting place to the rest of this conversation we're about to give you. Ideally, if you can understand this in your 20s, you're, you're going to be better off in your 30s and 40s knowing you can buy things that you want, luxuries, uh, disposable income. All those things matter when you want to buy uh, high-valued assets, and credit is something that you need to have. So if you want more credit cards, you need more credit. So I, you were right, and, you, and, he's, and Josh has said it perfectly. You can do so for, for free on many different platforms. There's Credit Karma, Experian, FICO, to name a few. I mean, go find out your, what your credit score is and then jump into this thread with us. Yep, and then start, start fixing it. It's really not that hard to fix. It will take time. You're not going to go from a 680 to an 800. I'm an 800 now. I was at a 660. I mean, it's that. It, I don't want to say it's that easy, but over four or five years, it'll 
it'll get better. And so if you're 22, 23, I mean, I graduated, I had defaulted credit cards in college because I'm running up bar tabs. I mean, cause I'm an idiot. Cause I don't know any better. Like, and, oh, <laughs> Hey, you figure out this number is kind of important dipshit. You probably shouldn't have done that. I'm like, all right, well let's fix it. So you fix it and things get better over time. And then, um, one of the big things is, and it's not necessarily my personal belief, but owning a home is a real big step in America. Um, and if you want to own a home, you're going to need a good credit score. That's, that's just a fact. So Know the score. Go figure out what the score of the financial game is uh, for you and fix it. Pretty simple. What, what do you got step two here? What, what else step two, uh, the next step I want to talk about is money is daily. Just, just yeah. think, most of America, Josh, uh, they get paid bi-monthly unless you're, unless you're dependent on cash tips or, or you're yourself, you're Josh. You, know, you get paid with weekly, American dream, right? Yeah. Uh, certainly makes uh, this exercise easier in theory if you get paid weekly. But most of America who receives a paycheck gets paid bi-monthly, twice a month. Uh, what we are encouraging people to do when we say money is daily is take the sum of those two paychecks over the 30 days of a month and just put a daily average on it. You'll be surprised how much more you think about your daily average when your Monday is $27 as opposed to your week one is 150 or your month is $300 in disposable income. So you transact money every single day. You should at least put a budget on it every single day. What do you, what do you think? The reason I like doing it daily is let's transition to like, hey, let's say you want to diet or let's say you want to lose weight. Well, you're not going to just look at what you ate at the end of the week, are you? You're not going to say, oh, well, I ate 14,000 calories instead of I need to eat 10,000 calories in a week. No, you look at it daily because that's how life is. Life is day to day. Like with money, you go out to eat to lunch. Maybe in the morning you're a little tired and you want a coffee from Starbucks. Well, there's $5 and you only have $27 a day in disposable income. So now you're down to 22. You go out to lunch and eat Chipotle. You get the queso. Well, there's another $12. So now you're chipping away. So now you're left with like 16, 17 bucks. Like, well, hope you don't need to put gas in your tank. Um, now most people just run up credit card debt. And that's how this, that's how it evolves is because you you just kind of go through the day not understanding what everything actually means to your financial situation. So turn it into a day-to-day -day situation. And eventually you become like us and you don't really have to look at it day-to-day. -day. You do, you know what you spent, but um, it's, there's an old saying that goes, if you want to change anything, track it. So if you want to, if you want to lose weight, the easiest way to do it is just write down your weight at the end of every day. If you want to save more money, write down how much money you spend at the end of every day. Things will just naturally change. And to be honest with yourself, too, to go off of that. I mean, how many people lie to themselves? You know, how many times have you talked to someone, they're going to make $100,000 a year. Well, you actually take home $67,000 a year. So just don't base anything off of your gross income. Uh, just yeah. take your take home and your net income. That's a common thing I hear all the time. This is what I make uh, per year. And I'm like, well, you know, you are getting taxed. You do have bills. You do have uh, <laughs> expenses every month. So that's not exactly a, a real number. Uh, so just be honest with yourself. If you're lying to yourself, you're number one, then you good luck. Yeah, you're not doing yourself any good. I mean, this is for you. This isn't for anybody else. Like you know what your money situation is. Like, like if you're sitting there lying to other people, I mean, I think one thing is we talk about money a lot more than other people talk about money in between their friends. And my wife and I, we have a lot of conversations. Why? Because money's really important. It's arguably like, one of the most important things like where you live, what you eat, what, you know, getting to and from your, your career. Um, all those things require money. So when people are like, Oh, well, I don't care about money. Well, okay. Well, you're not for me. 
go, go, well, go see yeah. Hold, oh, let me give you an example. So my son the other day, we, uh, my, my wife gave him uh, a debit card, one of, a debit card that was linked to my bank account. Clearly a horrible idea, right? I didn't know. Wait, Either way. Why did you get conned into that one? I didn't. She has a debit card linked to my own bank account. That's marriage. If anybody's married, that's what it feels like. It's not really a compromise. Everyone has access to your money. Uh, <laughs> he had the debit card. He, he went a week with it in his pocket. He ended up swiping it for $300 worth of just whatever. Just fun in his mind. Didn't know, even know what he spent it on because he's 14. And that's just that's what 14-year-olds do. What do you buy? I was so upset. He went golfing, got a bunch of bucket of balls. Just a lot of disposable things that, that don't create as many experiences either way so the le- the lesson i taught him or wanted to teach him uh that he's currently in the process of doing is i wanted all 300 dollars of that back so i told him to take zero dollars maybe go make some lemonade go sell lemonade make 20 bucks then go to the store and buy a package of snickers or candy bars and then turn that 20 into 50 into 70 either it's repeat until i have my 500 so he's about 180 dollars into it so um, it's gonna hammer yeah, the under yeah uh, I mean, he's still got he's still got to get the three hundred, right? But the point being, <laughs> so I'm trying to teach him a valuable li- mindset is he, money doesn't grow on trees. I mean, it kind of does, right? Unless you buy Bitcoin. But the idea is, <laughs> you buy Bitcoin, it just keeps going. The idea up. is, it doesn't just grow. Uh, you have to create it, and he spent it so quickly, and now I'm trying to show him how to create it. So that was a yeah, like three hundred bucks. I mean, at seven fifty an hour, take home five. That's like sixty hours of work for someone his age. I mean, when you're fourteen, they yeah, yeah it's the Fortnite dollars. Yeah. All right. Well, that that rolls us into our, our next topic that we cover is uh, where will your money go? Uh, you can't just like, oh, I, at the end of the month, well, I've gotten paid twice, but I have no money. Well, that's because you're just spending it willy nilly, just like your son did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, where, where will your money go? Question mark. This is a super helpful question to ask yourself on a macro level. But let me give our listeners who are a little more, a little more uh, paycheck to pack, paycheck a relatable example. So you're a server who ends their shift on a Friday night. You, you made 200 bucks in tips. Your mindset should be drive to the ATM and deposit 90% of it to save up for something bigger, an investment, whatever. Instead, you're probably going to go out to the bars with your friends for a nightcap and, and spend half of it. Shots for the boys, uh, jalapeno peppers for the boys. Um, you know, you meet a girl there, and next thing you know, you're six strings in, and, and yeah, you probably didn't even get a number. The point being, <laughs> if you don't have purpose for it, uh, investing, saving, bills, rent, it'll just wash away quicker than Jamarcus Russell's NFL career. Pretty quick. That's real quick. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's the thing is like you, you got to create kind of a reason for your spending. Uh, we're not going to tell you what it is. We'll give you like a quick tip. Like keep your rent under 30% of your take-home money. I hate when people are always like, oh, 30% of what not. What you gross, what you take home, what goes into your bank account. I'm sure we're going to address that some more later, but we can't say that enough. You make a hundred grand, you only get to keep 60, 65% of that, you know, with federal income tax, with state income tax, with your withholdings, because you should be withholding some for a 401k, for your health insurance. There's a lot of things where your money goes before you even get to touch it. Hopefully you have a career that allows for, to supplement some of those things. You know, hopefully you have a career where they give you a 401k or contribute to it and match. And you, you have healthcare for free with your, whatever business it is, whether you're the GM of a bar and the owners want to give it to you or, or whatever, right? But in theory, you should at least have a breakdown. I don't know if it's a pie chart or whatever it is in your mental 
uh, mindset. You should know what you're putting your money to it. Yeah, something happened. Yeah, you banged up over there. My Siri went out. My Siri, oh, Siri went out. She, she wants to jump in here. Come on, help us out, Siri. <laughs> where are we at? Um, you, you were just talking about like having like knowing where your money is going to go. Like one tip that I mean, there's Mint.com. There's a lot of different like personal finance software like apps and stuff that are out there. I actually just I recommend figuring out your take home pay, take off your fixed expenses, which is like rent, your car payment, your cell phone bill, uh, your Netflix bill, whatever else you whatever other bills you have monthly. Take that off and then divide that by um, a daily average. And then you just know what your daily disposable income is. And then you just track that day to day. Like if you got 30 bucks, don't spend any, then tomorrow you got 60 bucks and don't spend any again. You got 90. Oh, then you want to go out to Chipotle. There's $10 gone. So you got 80, but then the next day you get another 20, you got a hundred bucks. All right. It's the weekend. Go out, go out and have a few with the boys. I mean, that's, that's what I like to say when you, when you just have a plan, it's super simple. You just get your stack of post-it notes and just write them down and take them off. And when you see that number, we could, I think we should transition to the next one. It's a great parlay. Uh, we talked about subsidizing your bad spending habits. I think a good point oh, yeah. to what you, yeah, what you said, you, know, you have $30 and then you don't spend any of that day. Then you have 60 and then 90. Then you start to really formalize oh, where your bad spending habits are for, for college kids who think they're immortal and they have dad's credit card. These are the type of purchases known as like another round for the boys or, or simply just that late night snack and a night out. Uh, young professionals like us and uh, in their 20s and young 30s, it's, it's pretty much eating out lunch every day with your coworkers. That's a bad, that's a bad spending habit. Uh, for older adults, it's probably your kids or your, or your crippling gambling addiction. I know people with that. I know people with that. If you can eliminate most of those things, minus your kids, obviously that's just an inherent cost. And hopefully your wife can bring something to the table. But you should spend your time on growth pieces like reading, exercise, meditating, if that fits for you. Just consume information. This will take your mind off of impulse buys from, I like to call them highly effective, highly effective targeted ads from the internet. Very true. Very true. I think that subsidizing, like if you can learn to, all right, if Chipotle does cost you 12 bucks, you know, yeah, you can go there and spend $9, but do you get extra guac? Do you get like extra double meat? Yeah. You all of a sudden all these costs add up and then ultimately you end up spending way more money per day than you actually bring in. And I think understanding those, those types of spending habits and trying to figure out, you can get a can of tuna at the grocery store for 79 cents and you can get a, a little container of peas for 49 cents and you can get a couple hard boiled eggs and that's lunch and that will hold you over. I'm not saying do that every day um, unless you want to be shredded, um, but do that two or three times a week. And then you have a Thursday or a Friday that you can go out with the coworkers. It's pretty simple. These are great examples too. I mean, if you're not planning for anything, then sure, spend money every day and then just be 30, 35, 40, not have anything in the bank. But I know a lot of people who are thinking, I want to go to spring break. I want to go on a vacation this year with my significant other. Uh, you, you can't do that if you're blowing through that 27, 30, $35 a day. If you could save that 15 of the 30 days, it'll start to accrue over time and then you can go on those vacations. It's, it's actually pretty pretty easy when you do think of from a, think about it from a day-to-day -day standpoint. Josh taught me this. So appreciate that. Hey, you know what? You taught me a lot of things. I just try to repay it, you know? Um, 
And this kind of rolls into one of our next points. We're kind of contradictory, but this is what life is. Life is the gray. It's a little bit of both. Um, don't be afraid to live a little. Like if you become so succumbed to this number all day, every day, you will miss out on opportunities to go have some fun. Um, just know that if you do go out and you spend two, 300 bucks at the bars, know that it's tuna and peas and ramen that week. That's just what, that's just what it is. Like you've got to make some sacrifices and that's what we're really trying to teach you is that everything comes with a little bit of a cost. So you can manage your life the way that you want to. Do you want to go out every weekend and spend two, 300 bucks and then buy bottles? Then guess what? It is tuna and peas and it's, um, it's chicken breasts. It is, it is eggs for dinner for lunch, for breakfast. I mean, that, that's what you're grinding. And then guess what? At the weekend, you know, you saved up your $30 in discretionary income, you know, per day and you have $180, $200 for the weekend. Good for you. That's the formula. You're right. That's exactly the formula. But while we talk about this topic, don't be afraid to live a little. Understand this is a prerequisite bullet point. All of the five bullet points before are prerequisites before you get here. Don't put this at number one and be like, well, you said live a little. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, <but laughs> ah, just living a little, man. Yeah, yeah you make sure your house little. is in order, guys, girls. You got to make sure your house is in order. But, you know, budgeting or personal finance doesn't have to be seen as a negative reaction uh, to every transaction you do. Uh, no, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I've given my credit card to a stripper before. That didn't work out very well. <laughs> it set the core foundation for me for later in life. Exactly. Now we can have baseline conversations about personal finance and really what we mean is it just helps you identify when you can live a little from pay, from their whole paycheck to paycheck mentality you know go on a date go to a concert take a cooking class try new liquor road trip with friends whatever live life have experiences there's always going to be jobs and money opportunities right josh but uh but i mean do you want to look back and start thinking like oh what if I didn't get in the car? What if I didn't go to that party and meet my yeah, wife? You, you'll have some fun. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you just crushed an American Express commercial there, by the way. <laughs> Good. We need sponsorship on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there one day. Some people start giving us money. All right. So um, moving on, you know, live a little bit. Make sure you check, check yourself though. Um, and if you wake up like I did, you'll, you'll need to manage your debt. And that means like, Hey, start getting this stuff in check. And this is where it's like, all right, I've kind of checked my spending now. It's like, now we can start working down some debt and add that into kind of your um, baseline spending. You know, I woke up with $13,000 in credit card debt at the age of 24, 25. And I decided it's like, all right, well, I transferred it all to discover. So it didn't have any interest for 18 months. And I divided that by 14 and paid it all off in 14 months and we were done with it and I moved on from it. And then after that, I paid off student loans, uh, thanks to a couple of nice bonuses from work. And that's where, that's where my money went is I eventually just focused on paying off debt because that is kind of like a shackle for you and keeps you kind of in prison. Like, all right, I got this $300 payment. Like this sucks. Gosh, that's, right. that's yeah, you're That's how it all works. Right. That's how they, that's how they get you. It just consumes you. You're just looking in your purview as like, as if it's an ex-girlfriend or boyfriend that upgraded from you. You're just staring at it all the time, right? The best advice is just don't go into debt, clearly. But obviously, that's that's less realistic for most people today, especially where they're starting. And I, I don't know if the minimum wage is where it needs to be. I, that's not for me to say. It's about my pay grade. I just live within the rules. Uh, don't you, make the minimum wage. That's, that's the answer. Yeah, I mean, you want $15 an hour, you have to work harder. That's, that's kind of what they told you in America. But to Josh's point, start with identifying all your debt. 
and then their respective interest rates. It's really that easy. If you have a credit card with high interest rate, just put as much toward it as you can each month. And then uh, and when it's officially wiped out, that just snowballs into the next payment into whether it's another loan or another credit card. And, uh, ideally, if you have multiple streams of income, uh, this goes quicker, but you could do it with one stream of income. It is doable, but you have to listen to Josh when he tells you to go eat ramen and eggs. He's not kidding. That's, that's, that's kind of what it is. Yeah, listen to me. I know best here. No, I'm just kidding. Um, th- there are very like good like lessons to be learned if you do like rack up a bunch of debt. Like, so I did it, and it cost me like 500 bucks a month to pay off this uh, credit card debt um, in the succumbing months. And but the snowball thing that you talked talked about is if you do have multiple debt payments, like I have had in, in the past, like take all the money that you were paying down on that first one. Once it's paid off, just take that money and roll it into whatever you are paying. So if you have like two payments, one's 300 and one's 200, once you pay off the 200 one, then just take that 200 you were paying and now make it 500 to the next one. And then when you pay off the 500 on that one, take that 500 and then put that into the next payment. So you basically can knock out your debt in incredible time. And people are like, man, this is going to take me five, six, seven years. I'm like, the thing is the time's going to pass anyway. So would you rather at the end of the five, six, seven years be out of debt or would you rather have this still hanging over your head? My opinion, get out of debt. But but there's a bunch of different ways uh, that you can still live your life while you're managing your debt. You know, one thing I can talk about is me and you enjoy a good uh, cocktail beverage all the time. Uh, I I rarely drink anything below $30 a bottle. It's just, that's just who I am now. But in college, just think, I was drinking Admiral Nelson. That's like the baby brother to Jack Daniels who was already poor. So it, it sucked, but it eventually gave me the same thing. That Just think of that way. You, you can manage your debt. You can still have that alcohol beverage. It won't taste as good. You might have a headache in the morning, but you can still live your life a little bit. I mean, hey, with enough of anything, you'll have a headache. Don't worry about that. <laughs> 13 aspirin is your last headache. Hey, you know, it's a lot easier to recover from a hangover without kids too. Uh, I mean, 6 a.m. roll calls, the sun is up and the kid's just looking at you like, where, where are we going today, Dad? Ah, talk to mom. Dad, I need food. Feed me. I'm hungry. Uh, that's great. So now we're going to keep rolling. We've managed uh, some debt. We kind of got our spending under control. And let's say we knocked all that out. And guess what? It is time to make that money grow. This is where the next steps are. Um, Grant, like you got to take that money and you got to put it into things. Like it's got to grow. Like if you have your money just sitting in the bank on the sideline, you're just kind of wasting. It's wasting away because, well, inflation, money printer go burr. I mean, J-Pow isn't turning off that money printer at all. Like your money is being printed away. Uh, so you got to put it into stocks. You got to put it into real estate. You got to put it into, if you want gold, Bitcoin, you got to get it into something that returns some value. Yeah, it's printing. It's printing away, and you're only getting a portion of it, which is sad. But I've been I've been so excited for this topic point. I think we should just have an individual podcast about growing your money because there's just millions of different ways to do it. Uh, just put it to work. To your point, you know, there's several different ways. One of the things we talk about is stocks. Uh, you can do that through Robinhood, E-Trade, Fidelity. Uh, just put some money in an account and place it in what equities you feel comfortable with. Uh, that you think will always be there for the next 10 years. but Or if you don't know anything about stocks, but you still want to invest, go to an Acorns account. They'll do it for you. Uh, real estate, yeah, this is probably the, the biggest secret to most millionaires. Uh, invest in something that will just pay you back forever, and then you continue to capitalize and parlay that into two, three, 10, 20 different uh, properties. You'll eventually start bringing it in. Or, or Bitcoin, if you're, if you're really bullish into the cryptocurrency phase. Josh and I really, we are. We're big, but... Uh, most people don't really understand it yet. 
so you know maybe tune in we'll do a bitcoin thread as well but just do your own research and just determine which investment is best for you i think you said the the key thing you said there grant is dyor do your own research figure out like people are like i don't understand stocks i had a conversation with some stupid person and i don't understand stocks okay well let's start here what's something you do every night Talk to me. You go to sleep, you eat food, uh, and you watch Netflix. Well, where do you get your food from? Oh, I get it from the grocery store, Kroger or Walmart. Okay, well, you can invest in those stocks. Do you think they're going anywhere? No, they're not. Netflix might be overvalued for my taste, but it's still really good, easy stock for like beginners to get invested in. So like those are like two simple things. Just look around. What do you use every day? Oh, we're on computers. Oh, we're on the internet. Oh, um, I have an iPhone. Hmm those might be some good companies to maybe just give them some of my money and watch them make it grow. Um, we'll probably, yeah, we, we won't probably, we're going to do research about or some threads about stocks. We're going to talk about real estate. I own real estate, Bitcoin, I own Bitcoin. I think that's going to be the fastest horse in the next you know 10 years for sure. Um, a lot of different opportunities to make some money, but you got to get it out of the bank. You know, when we say this, you got to have a little safety net. Don't get me wrong. Don't put all your money into one of these things because there's volatility and you could easily, if you need it in 30 days, you need it in 60 days. It definitely could be half. No problem. Or, or try things, try things once in a while. We talked about stocks, real estate, Bitcoin. I mean, if you're, if you're super conservative and you don't agree with those public markets or, or what have you, I mean, do peer to peer lending, try to be, try to feel what it's like to be the bank for once and understand that, you know, three out of 10 people are going to default on your loans. What's next? Uh, I mean, to your point, he'll put, 10, 15, 20 K in there, you know, put a thousand dollars and give a thousand dollars to three different people on a peer to peer lending site and see what happens. You'd be surprised. You'll make some money, but you might lose some money too. But that, that's the whole risk reward of investing is you're not going to win every time. If you're going to win every time, everyone would do it. That's not really how capitalism works. The public market's going to tell you exactly who's going to win uh, after the fact. Yeah, dip your toe in it. You got to just try things out and then you find something like, oh, I didn't like that. Bitcoin dropped 50% in a day. I didn't like that. Okay, well, it's not for you. Then now you know. That's hold on, hold on. Spo spoiler alert. I'm never going to do peer-to-peer -peer lending, by the way. I just offered it for the, the highly conservatives of the crowd. I would never do that. I don't trust people. But anyways, I like, I'd never do that. <laughs> yeah, but you could, uh, you could do like lending to um, house flippers. There's platforms out there where you could lend money. Yeah. Uh, house slippers, they go flip the house, sell it, and you get paid a 10% uh, interest or something like that. Yeah, There's all kinds of, of different things. You just got to be willing to platform. You, what yeah. platform? A crowdsourcing platform. Yeah. There's all, kind, there's all kinds of things out there. The internet's making everything so accessible. Like, like you can invest in real estate for like less than a thousand bucks, like a couple hundred bucks. Like it's not that hard to do. Um, put it, put some money into REITs. Like there's all kinds of different ways to get your money working for you. I just put some money in an angel investment. Like, you know, I'm probably gone. Just two random people like, hey, I got a PowerPoint. Give us some money. I'm like, there you go. We'll see what happens. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, you're if you do even get a return, it's it's years away. But uh, but you planted the seed now. Who knows? You know, eight years from now, you're, you're exiting at $25, $35 million. And you just, you just waited it out. That's all it was. I might not, I actually ran the numbers. Even if it becomes like a billion-dollar company, I make like a couple million, which, hey, great for me. I'll go buy one of these big houses on the hill. You can come over, Grant. I'll, I'll have an extra spare bedroom for you. I can't wait. We can drink high shelf liquor. <laughs> nope, you're getting you're getting Admiral Nelsons. I'm gonna put a <laughs> bottle of that in my house for you every time you come over. Now, Admiral yeah, Nelsons. I feel like Taylor Swift 22 right now. That's how old I feel. <laughs>
<laughs> well, let's, uh, let's transition if you want. Uh, we, we talked about one of the main the main points is read books. Josh, do, let me talk to this a little bit about Yeah, I was going to say, you got to learn about all this money stuff. Like, how are you going to learn about it? Well, you got to read. Like, I was just read and podcast when we say read audiobooks count guys don't get all semantic with me like oh how many books oh you actually listen to them shut up i don't have time for that like you can read books um pound them out on audiobooks i talked to a guy he listened to 1500 books he's 35 he says 1500 books he listened to them on 3x speed my brain doesn't work like that um so but one and a half speed them up a little bit and just get through the core principles and understand i mean there's some great resources out there grant once you get well, What's some books that you like that you kind of tell you something about money? A uh, great one to start is zero to one. I, I alluded to it back with my son stealing my $300 and I made him have an entrepreneurial spirit. That's a very, very micro version Yeah, he of stole it. my $300. He did. He's not, he, he stole it just right out of my wife's debit card. I tried calling the police like, hey, it was $300 cheaper. <laughs> I was fucking poor. pissed. <laughs> Uh, I try. I try to read a book a month. That's what I'm. That's my goal. Twelve books a year. You, you know, you you see high level CEOs are like, I read fifty two a year. Yeah, I just they have a little more free time than I do. I know I have more free time, but uh, zero to one is a book I recently read by Peter Thiel. Awesome dude. Uh, Co-founded uh, PayPal along with Elon Musk. He's invested in plenty of things. Palantir is a software analytics company that is currently integrated with the government that he he's really profiting from. Uh, he's a contrarian style of thinking that I, that I enjoy from the CEO. I also read one called No Filter the other day uh, by Sarah Fryer. She, she kind of gave you the whole entire in-depth look at Instagram when I got acquired, Kevin Sushum being the CEO and his negotiations okay. with Zuckerberg. Go ahead. I was going to say, did you learn anything like personal finance-wise from No Filter? I just wanted to... Uh, yeah, they got offered a billion dollars in personal finances that was a catchy number and they took it when they could have got two billion. Oh, they didn't even, yeah, just a billion. Yeah, I'm in. I mean, come on, let's be honest. Look, Kevin Ostrom or Sistrom, whatever that guy's name is. Sistrom, yeah. Like, but it's not just, give me a billion dollars, you're going to put like multiple commas in my bank account? Like, oh, man. Sure. I'd have, I'd have a nicer watch the next day. But, but what we're talking about is, yeah, it matters. Reading books about budgeting, stock markets, real estate, just venture capital, liquor, whatever you want to do. It's, it's pretty self-explanatory. If you could try to read a book a month, and in your case, you know, audiobooks do the exact same thing. Heck, if you're that lazy and you just don't have time for it, go to Twitter and read 140 characters at a time. It's whatever, just read. If you read, you're going to consume knowledge and you'll be better off along the road. Yeah, I think a, a couple of books that really helped me out. One was uh, Rich Bitch by Nicole Lappin. She's actually talks about, you know, it's personal finance geared more toward women. But I was like, ah, I listened to her on a podcast. She really kind of knows her stuff. So I listened to it and uh, it taught me a lot. Taught me about hey knowing your credit score, getting debt in check. Um, there's a bunch of Dave Ramsey books out there. He's not really my cup of tea because he's old, old school. He's like rah, rah, rah. He's just an old. I don't like him. Uh, Nothing's bad. There's some Tony Robbins books out there. Um, I listen to a bunch of investing books. Um, Bigger Pockets is a great resource to just try to get. All, there's all kinds of all kinds of financial podcasts. Just find someone's messes that you like, and then just repeatedly listen. And the thing is, you won't have to listen to them forever. Like you listen to them for six, seven, twelve, eighteen, twenty-four months. It's like, all right, I got the core principles, and you've changed your life enough to match kind of those principles, and it takes care of yourself. And then now go go find something new to learn. That's good. That's a good point. That's a good point. Is I think that would transition us into our final point. Uh, and this is a really 
really a, just the conclusion or the, the caboose to everything we're talking about. Check in daily. The caboose. The caboose. <laughs> Check in daily. Literally wake up. The first thing I do every single morning is I look at my bank account and I look at the stock market. Obviously, I look at the price of Bitcoin. Just you look at the price of reference. Bitcoin. Uh, it's usually a 9.30 a.m. thing for me, but uh, 6.30 in the morning, I'm looking pre-market. Uh, I live in the time zone of Mountain uh, here in Utah, but you know, your bank account, your the stock market, what bills I'm paying today, and then just my industry news. If you just have a similar check down, something like that, every morning while you're like, progressing through your other motions of showering, getting ready, uh, listening to a, a book on the way to work, whatever it may be, you got to check in daily and look at yourself and audit yourself every single day. Hey, I got $27 today. As you're driving to work, you got to look at Starbucks and make, mm-mm, mm-mm, not going to Starbucks today. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not going because you are you have zero dollars. You're going because you have the discipline to not go with $27 on your budget at full strength. Yeah, I, I hear you there. I, I remember those weekends where I'm like, oh, shit, I got to look how much money I spent. Now, $400 at Whiskey Street. I'm calling Chase. Hey, Ron. <laughs> It's a, hold on, it's, a, it's a horrible business model if you're a female too and you're like, I got zero dollars this weekend but I'm going out and getting drunk. I hope you get it, but it's not sustainable. You can't go out every weekend and get free drinks from a guy and not, not get a hey, nasty don't, Hey, you know what? Everyone can dream. I think if you need to have goals and if that's one of your goals, <laughs> got to make <laughs> it's it just happen. Not, it's just not sustainable. Biggie Small said, if you, if, you, if you sell drugs for a living, you will either die or go to jail. That's, that's what's going to happen. That's not the same for females going to the bar, but eventually you're going to, you're going to get a, drink a big swing there. <laughs> a broad swath of opportunities there. You know, you can be a chick going out every night or you can die selling drugs. One of the two. That's what happens. Listen, if you what? don't listen to our podcast and don't implement things, you're going things, bad things are going to happen to you. That's just what I, that's what I've decided. Oh, easily. Or you'll just end up working at Disneyland. <laughs> it actually sounds kind of good. That's better. Than McDonald's like Disneyland. I mean, I think there's some good living over there. I don't know. Splash free movies. Mountain, Splash Mountain. Splash <laughs> Mountain. Free rides, free movies. Your kids are going to love it. I dig it. All right, let's run, it back. Florida. let's run it back from and give everyone a, an exit interview. Yeah, so let's hit these off real quick. We're going to just talk about some quick items. Just remember, know your score. Remember, money is daily. Figure out where it's going to go. Um, subsidize some bad spending habits, but don't be afraid to live a little at the same time. Just know that it comes at a cost. Manage your debt. The quicker you can get out, the quicker you'll, you'll, you'll be able to experience some true freedom. Once you're at that, grow your money to grow your money. You got to read lots of books and always, always check in daily. You know, I'm going to say this as I always do to send us out here. Luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. So check us out and let's help you get ready. For Grant, I'm Josh. We're out.